Winning, winning tries. We find out, at least in the rumor mill, that yeah. it seems like the Jets are going to be the team that gets to be on hard knocks. Now, we talked about this. Robert yeah. Sala was like, look, I don't want to be on there. I don't want to do it. And it seems like the NFL is forcing, okay, the Jets to do this. I think they're the most intriguing offseason team with the move, right, with Aaron Rodgers. There's, there's been nothing bigger. But if, in fact, this is true, and we think this is going to be officially announced a little bit later on this week, what, what do you make of it? Well, I think it's going to be good theater. It's going to be good television. And that's what, you know, ultimately the NFL wants is just eyeballs to a team that has a great deal of buzz. They open up Monday night football this year against Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers is the biggest story in the league, bar none. Uh, him working with guys half his age, you know, out there on the field, whether it's, <laughs> you know, Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner, how he, you know, communicates, integrates himself, what he's done this offseason. I mean, all eyes are on him. It has been throughout the offseason. They play the Hall of Fame game this year. So they're, they'll be the first one to training camp this year. Uh, they'll be in Canton, Ohio this summer. They have a bunch of Jets going into the Hall of Fame. Darrell Revis is going in. Joe Klecko is going in. They have the reigning offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, the reigning defensive player of the year in Sauce Garden. I mean, there's just so much. So you can imagine NFL – I'm at NFL Films right now, Carl. I can just imagine the NFL Films crew heading up to Canton, and there's Darrell Revis. Yeah. And there's Rex Ryan and Darrell Revis, you know, a decade ago. And there's Joe Klecko, you know, the sack exchange. And you could just see – you can build the storylines right now, Carl. Week by week, you can build this stuff. Like, I like I understand Robert Sala's position. Let us just, like, get in the bunker. Yep. Let's, like, block out the noise. Let's get ourselves ready to play. That's But there's been a lot of teams, I believe, that have really benefited with the play of hard knocks. I mean, you go back to the Ravens the first year in 2000 with Saragusa and with, you know, Shannon Sharp and, and all that gang. I mean, they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Ray Lewis, I thought last year in Detroit was a big too. deal. I think we got a chance to see Dan Campbell in action and got to know some of those players that end up winning eight of the last 10 games. And a few years before that, there was Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, that, that turned out to be a good thing for Cleveland. So I think the way NFL films works, honestly, you don't even know the cameras are there after the second day. Now, what they report, you know, on HBO on Tuesday nights, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, uh, they'll all be watching. Everybody will be watching. Yeah, I just get excited when I hear that music. <laughs> it, it adds the dramatic flair that it needs, right? You they're know, the ultimate when, documentary makers. Oh, they're they're it, the ultimate. They're the best. It, it is. So uh, we will get some insight into Robert Sala, which I think you, you know him. Um, I don't know if a lot of fans know a lot about Robert Sala. You I know, think we only know one side. You know, the, you know, the coach has got to wear a lot of hats. Right. You know, you got to deal with the owner. You got to deal with your 53rd player. You got to deal with the disgruntled player. Quentin Williams isn't signed. Who knows what, you know, when's that deal going to get done? I mean, a lot of things. But you want to see the coach, a motivator. Yep. You know, uh, a guy that can build a vision, you know, and how you put this, uh, this plan together, how he integrates with his new head, you know, his new offense coordinator, Nate Hackett, who he knows and, Aaron Rodgers is a new quarterback. And there's just a lot of elements there that I think 
people want to see from a head coach. So the Jets look mm-hmm. like they will be the team. And uh, for me and Baldy, we, we can't wait. We, we just we think it's going to be great and exciting and a lot of fun. And as he mentioned, a lot of storylines. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the AFC West. Here's what's interesting before we get to the potential win totals and what Vegas believes is going to happen this season. Understand this before we get into this conversation, guys. The Chiefs have won seven consecutive division titles. They're tied for the most in NFL history, okay, with the 1970 Los Angeles Rams, who won between 73 and 79. And then you're talking about the Patriots and Brady, who won 11 consecutive division titles. The Chiefs couldn't match that mark. I mean, there's no reason to believe with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback that they couldn't reach 10 or 11, but they own this division so far, Baldy, and they're not chasing anybody in this division, and I want to start with the Chiefs. They're coming off the Super Bowl win. Guys were breaking down the AFC West division. So I said this to you probably a few weeks ago. Maybe it was months ago when we were talking about this as we were getting ready for the Super Bowl. I think the way I viewed this, this was kind of a rebuild, and they still won the championship because they had nine or ten young rookie players that contributed on the offense, across the board, on defense. Mm-hmm. Their secondary was young, and they were still able to get it done, Baldy. So going into this season, there's no reason for me to believe that the Chiefs won't be the favorite to win this division. Now, real quick, Chiefs are mm-hmm. 11 and a half. That is the win total over under 11 and a half for the Chiefs. Um, Vegas, six and a half, Chargers, nine and a half, and the Denver Broncos with new coach Sean Payton, eight and a half. Let's start with the Chiefs. I mean, you could just go on and on and on about Patrick Mahomes. He's out there in Kona, Hawaii with the, the Mahomey Foundation raising money. I mean, the guy doesn't make a mistake uh, on or off the field. I mean, he's just he's just the he's the face of this entire league right now. And we're putting him up there already after six years. Against the greats. I mean, all he's done is win every division uh, that he's been in. The Denver Broncos have never beaten Patrick Mahomes ever. Okay. His first start was against Denver. Von Miller and company couldn't beat him. They played five straight AFC championship games. He doesn't play road playoff games. I mean, it goes through Arrowhead. That's the standard. Now, I was spending a lot of time with their defense coordinator over the last three or four days, Steve Spagnola. And, you know, they had six rookies play an integral part on that defense. And he was telling me about, you know, Trent McDuffie was the first-round pick last year. And he, he had a concussion early in the year, and he missed a bunch of action. And then by the time you got to, you know, championship Sunday against the Bengals and then the Super Bowl, I mean, he was the best outside defender, and he was the best inside defender. He could play zone. He could play man. Now, Legereus Sneed and – you know, and Trent McDuffie, they're the two best outside defenders. They're also the two best inside defenders. So now Steve's got how to mix and match. So there, there's Trent McDuffie, first play of the game. You know, they're trying to get the ball to, you know, against Cincinnati, trying to get the ball to Jamar Chase, and there, there's McDuffie. Like, he's everywhere. He just has this unbelievable instinct. And then you look at all the other guys that played, you know, uh, you know, a big role, whether, you know, it was – Carl Loftus, you know, that stepped in and started as a rookie first-round pick. I mean, Brett Feach nailed the draft last year. You look at the interception, you know, that Watson had against Joe Burrow and, like, all the things that they did, it's amazing. And so, 
when you look at the offense, you go, okay, they had to replace two offensive tackles, Orlando Brown Jr. and, uh, and Andrew Wiley. Well, they went out and got Juwan Taylor, who was about as big as free agent signing as there was in this business on the offensive side. He's going to play right tackle. They went and got Donovan Smith from Tampa. He's played a lot of games in this league. People can debate what level Donovan Smith is. He was trying to protect Tom Brady the last three years. He's not going anywhere, but Mahomes is. Mahomes knows how to get out of danger. Your left tackle gets beat. I think they're going to be just fine up front. Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, these guys are inseparable. Like, they walk to every meeting together. I'll see them in Dallas at the offensive line masterminds. And then you just start, start looking at the talent around Mahomes. And it just starts with the tight end. You know, they, they seem to be inseparable. You know, whether, you know, it's Kelsey and Mahomes. And so all the other pieces around it, Sky Moore, like you just go through all the list of different guys. It doesn't seem to matter. I mean, they're going to be the team to beat. So, Baldy, the crazy thing about this is the Chiefs last season led the NFL in scoring 29.2 points a game. Total offense, 413 yards a game. You lose Tyreek Hill and you're better? And you put up 38 points in a Super Bowl win against one of the predominant defenses in football, and they didn't punt in the second half and they couldn't get them off the field. Um. <clears throat> They lose Eric Bieniemy. We'll see if that's a loss or not a loss. We'll find out. I mean, Andy Reid's still in charge. Um, it's the next man up. Andy Reid's got so many coaches under his tree. It, it, you lose track of them, whether it's coordinators or head coaches. It's just, it's just, a, it's just an amazing, you know, it's it's system, it's culture, all these different things. But there's a standard there, and everybody understands what that standard is. And Andy Reid has evolved. I've known Andy since day one in this league. I was at his opening press conference in Philly in 1999. Like his, he has evolved. When he got to in Philly, the offense changed. Yep. I remember doing show after show for the NFL Network all off season last year, after Tyreek Hill was was traded, and the Chiefs' standard line was, "We have a chance to improve this team. We're going to lose a great player, but we have a chance to to build this team better." And that's what they did. They were better on defense. They were better taking the ball away. They spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, the young guys got involved, uh, you know, eventually, you know, whether it was uh, Cardarius Tony or Sky Moore, they got involved. They're adding new pieces this year. Rishi Rice was their second-round pick at SMU. He was working out with Patrick Mahomes and Dallas before he was even drafted by Kansas City. So, you know, so you, you just feel like the system is in such good hands with everybody around the league's best player in Patrick Mahomes.